Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Propaganda Watch. I'm your host, as always, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And this week on the program, I wanted to dissect a propaganda technique that is as ridiculously simple as it is devastatingly effective. And the purpose of that technique is to transform the most incredible, world-changing news and information into the most mind-bogglingly, stultifyingly boring fodder for the back page of the newspaper. And as I say, this technique is extremely simple. And essentially, in a nutshell, the technique just involves taking this important information, this really uh, in incredibly world-transformative event or, or legislation or piece of information, and slapping 18,000 layers of bureaucracy and committee meetings and task forces and interim reports written in impenetrable legalese on top of that issue, thereby making it out there in the open, but in such a way that most normal people, 99.999% of the population, will never see it. And even if it does, just by chance, cross their radar, they won't even recognize it for what it is. So, if this sounds oddly specific to you, it is because this is actually coming from something that I was just researching. I, I think we can all understand this in a vague and general sense. Yes, there are these things that happen that happen under the cover of bureaucracy. But it really hit home for me as I was researching this past weekend's subscriber newsletter editorial, The Global Government is Preparing a Global Tax Regime, which I hope is a good way of putting this a very important issue in its proper light. Because when you turn to, oh, I don't know, the mainstream media liars, surprise, surprise, they don't quite draw out the implications of this story in the way that I think it warrants. Uh, for example, as I highlighted in that editorial, the New York Times chose to ran the headline, tech giants shift profits to avoid taxes. There's a plan to stop them. Which is just... Once you start to unpeel this story, to try to summarize it or headline it like that is absolutely dishonest. There's no other way to put it. But in order to peel that onion, you have to go several layers deep past the committees and the meetings and the interim reports and the impenetrable legalese. And that's the problem. So in the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh paragraph of this New York Times article that... I'm very sure very few people managed to read through through the first few paragraphs. Uh, there is a link to an 18-page framework plan, as they deem it, um, that was posted by the OECD, specifically a uh, task force that has been tasked with drawing up proposals for a global taxation regime uh, that will affect minimum corporate tax rates and things like that. And this is about the digitalization of the economy, the question of who gets to tax things that are sold online, in which jurisdiction, and then, so what tax bracket does that fall into? Who gets to choose what taxes are applied to that? These are the types of things that are still, to some extent, an open question in the international community, because, of course, things that happen online, well, how do we do that? Well, usually it's just, well, where are they being sold from? But, but then how do you even determine that? If I have a server in Europe, but I'm in Japan, but if I have a bank account in Canada, which I don't, but if I did, and well, who gets to determine what taxes apply where and things like this? Um, so there is some 
question marks surrounding these types of issues with the digitalization of the economy. So several years ago, the G20 began a process of creating a and empowering a task force uh, with the OECD, the G20 and the OECD partnered up to create a task force that was going to implement a committee to look into how best to change global tax rules as they exist to the extent that they exist. And eventually it ended up in this public consultation document that was released last month uh, entitled, and oh, are you ready for this snappy title? Secretariat Proposal for a Unified Approach Under Pillar 1. <laughs> Secretariat Proposal for a Unified Approach, in quotation marks, under Pillar 1. Now, let me, let me get a show of hands here. How many people in the audience, if they came across this document, somehow or other, would even bother to look past the cover? Uh, what on earth does that gobbledygook mean unless you are specifically in this field and intimately know the process and the inner workings of what this OECD task force is doing and why it was set up and who is this and what kind of thing it is? You wouldn't even bother to read past that title. And that's precisely the point. But let's imagine that you do. Let's imagine you dig down into this document into the introduction, into paragraph one. Okay, let's read. What is this about? First sentence, paragraph one. The tax challenges of the digitalization of the economy were identified as one of the main areas of focus of the Base Erosion and Profit-Sharing BEPS Action Plan leading to the 2015 BEPS Action 1 report. Footnote. Policy discussion on those challenges remain an important part of the international agenda. And then it goes on from there. Um, again, who in their right mind would not be bored to tears by that first sentence, let alone perplexed? Base erosion and profit sharing BEPS action report 2015. What on earth is this? Uh, I give up. Or maybe you look at the first footnote and you find, oh, OECD 2015, Addressing the Tax Challenges of the Digital Economy, Action 1, 2015 Final Report, OECD G20, Base Erosion Profit Sharing Project, OECD Publishing Paris. It's not even a hyperlink. You can't even go and actually read that thing. You have to order it from OECD Publishing in Paris, I guess? Or maybe you could type that into a search engine and hopefully get that document. But my God, this is insanity. And it it doesn't get any more clear and straightforward the further you go on. Uh, in fact, it just seems like paragraph after paragraph after paragraph of attempting in their best, their best effort to get people to basically get their eyes glazed over and clicking on to the next thing. Of course, this is a public consultation document for stakeholders in the process of creating this global taxation regime. And let me, let me throw out a wild piece of speculation here. I don't think they really want public feedback on this. This isn't a public consultation. Their imagined stakeholders are, oh, governments, you know, cabinet-level officials and, and, and government officials of various stripes and, and maybe international institutions and organizations and, and maybe in multinational corporations. But obviously, you and I do not get any sort of input into this process whatsoever. And they do their level best to make sure you never hear about this. And if you ever do, you will never think about it too deeply. Because, of course, the point that I go on to make 
in the last weekend's editorial is that, yes, this is about a specific thing pointing to big, essentially big tech firms and where they're getting their profits and sales and uh, online, and it's affecting corporations that are making hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, it doesn't apply at the bottom levels, but the point, of course, is to create the infrastructure for the global taxation regime, to create the mechanisms for an enforceable global taxation regime, and then to gradually widen that net until it does affect absolutely everyone. And this is part of an ongoing series of events that I've been covering here and there over the years as it crosses my radar. Oh, look at that. OECD countries are signing a tax uh, information sharing agreement that's never existed before. Oh, I wonder what that could be. Oh, look, they're talking about uh, the digitalization of the economy creating a new global taxation regime. Oh, I wonder what that's about. And again, these disparate stories and different uh, task forces with these crazy acronyms that are absolutely impenetrable serve to mask a very insidious agenda that is adding up to something very important, namely the creation of a global taxation regime, which, again, as I point out in the newsletter, is the basis for global government. Once you have a global taxation regime, essentially you have global government. And that is something that I would venture to say everyone in the audience is interested in. But you're certainly not interested in these boring legalese interim reports of committee task force public consultation document garbage nonsense. No one is. And that's the point. So this is a propaganda technique. And this really hit home for me researching this past weekend's editorial and going through this. And okay, so I have to go and figure out, okay, well, where, where does this come from? What is this? And how is this group connected to that? And what 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 meeting are they talking about here? Oh, this 2017 meeting? And where's the meeting minutes? Oh, there it is on the agenda. Oh, okay, I see. It, it takes dedicated research and work to try to even piece together what these documents mean and what they're talking about in their context, and then what they really mean beyond what they're actually telling you they mean. And not many people have time for that. And that is exactly the point. It is trying to exhaust people so that they never can even approach the reality of what's happening. Now, as I say, this hit home for me researching this newsletter on this topic, but I know it's a common technique. And I'd be interested, very interested to hear from people in the audience who have expertise in a certain field or who have deeply researched on this or that particular topic that seems impenetrable to outsiders. Have you had this experience? Do you know of this from your own experience? Let's share some of that information and see if we can get other people informed about issues that they should know about, but they don't because it is unreported or misreported and covered up by boring titles and impenetrable legalese. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, and if you are not a subscriber to the Corporate Report subscriber newsletter, please become one. One dollar a month uh, is all I ask. You can obviously contribute more if you like, but as little as one dollar a month. And I do put a lot of effort and research into the newsletter editorials. And if you are a Corporate Report subscriber member, you do pay your membership fees and you don't know how to access the newsletter, just get in touch with me and I will help you do that. On that note, we're going to leave it there for this week. I am looking forward to talking to you again very soon. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com. The Corbett Report is brought to you by The Corbett Report Subscriber, a weekly newsletter featuring James Corbett's international forecaster editorial, recommended reading and viewing, discounts on Corbett Report DVDs, and once a month, a subscriber-only video. 
sign up today to start receiving your copy at corbettreport.com support.